At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Philadelphia CityCast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome back. Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein, at WiseRye. On social media, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. We have a lot to get to after the Phillies had a day off on Thursday. They're back in action Friday night for their uh, first game for their three-game series against the New York Mets. Another weekend series against the Mets. This time, it will take place in Philadelphia. After last weekend, the Phillies went up to New York and dropped two of three against those New York Mets. They're looking to bounce back and try and at least do the same to them and take two of three. We'll see if they're able to do exactly that after winning two of three against the lowly Cincinnati Reds with an opportunity to sweep them on Wednesday. But nonetheless, getting series W's is uh, important. And that's the positive takeaway from that one. Now, after a day off, hopefully uh, some much needed rest, some injuries. We'll get to all the latest. Who will we see in this series for the Phils, who will we not see in this series for the Phils? I know who the Phillies will not be facing in this series. So we talk about trying to get a series win. Well, this should help as the Phillies are already set to avoid Jacob deGrom as well as Max Scherzer in this weekend's four-game set. Excuse me, I said three because I'm just so used to talking about three-game sets, but uh, a doubleheader is in the middle of this series. So it's a huge four-game series, and they get to avoid two of their top arms in Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. The Mets 
lost starting pitchers, uh, Carlos Carrasco, as well as Walker to injuries on consecutive nights earlier this week on Monday and Tuesday. So you never root for injury, but their, uh, their misfortune and bad luck hopefully can work in the Phil's favor for some fortune and luck. The Phillies will see Chris Bassett tonight on Friday night in game one, 33-year-old Right-hander is 2-0 with a 1.08 ERA against the Phils in three starts this season. Uh, he's also gone 24 innings without allowing an earned run to anyone. So, yeah, I say the Phillies have some luck and potential fortune without having to face DeGrom and Scherzer, but then I rattle off those stats, and uh, there's a reason why the Mets have had the success that they've had up to this point this season. You fast forward to tomorrow, a.k.a. Saturday's doubleheader. Phillies are likely to face lefty David Peterson and then righty Trevor Williams. Peterson would have a regular spot in most rotations, but he's sixth in that five-man starting rotation for the Mets. He's 5-2 and two this season with a 3.17 ERA, not too shabby for the sixth guy out of five in 14 starts this year. He's going to be a big factor for them the rest of the way as – uh, you know, the calendar is inching closer to September and everyone's in this heavy race to the finish line, regardless if you're the Mets, the Braves, the Phillies, a wild card team, a division leader right now. We all know how much can change, particularly in that key and crucial month of September. So we'll preview a little bit more of this weekend and this series, particularly this game later tonight on Friday night on this episode. Speaking of the matchup on Friday, let's get to the betting odds, shall we? And uh, as it stands at the time of recording this, the Mets are actually the slight road underdog at plus 105. The Phillies, the home favorite at minus 120. The run line, the Mets getting the one and a half heavily priced at minus 195. The Phillies laying the one and a half. If you think the Phillies can win by two runs or more, you're getting a decent price there at plus 160. Total runs set at seven and a half with the over priced at minus 117, the under priced at minus 103. Uh, I was looking at these odds for this Friday night matchup last night on Thursday. And for what it's worth, there has been some movement from Thursday night to Friday morning. Friday, the total was set at eight. Uh, the betting public and sharps have shifted that to seven and a half the Phillies were favored on the money line by minus 129 as I mentioned it's now minus 120 the Mets were at plus 110 as I mentioned they are now at plus 105 so as always we'll give you the betting preview the betting breakdown we'll let you know what the betting public has been doing up to this point uh, and we'll give you my thoughts on the best possible wager that we can make that hopefully can cash for us. So that's all still to come. We also have plenty of birds to get to, baby. Uh, the Eagles preseason game number two taking place this Sunday uh, against Cleveland in Cleveland after the home preseason opener against the New York Jets. Uh, we'll get to all of the updates there as there have been some joint practices. There's been reports that the Eagles, quote, won the day of the most recent joint practice. So we will get to all of the latest out of the birds practice. Yeah, we're talking practice on this episode. We'll also be talking games, which preseason games are sort of like practice on steroids. I don't even know if I can go that far. All right. But nonetheless, try not to get too ahead of myself here. Uh, as we prepare 
to bet on the Eagles and the Browns. If we look at the betting odds for that one, let's get right to it here as we start this show. I'm giving you the, the latest for the Phils as well as the Birds. Not much has changed for the Eagles-Browns. Eagles are still two-and-a-half-point road favorites priced at minus 122. The Browns getting the two-and-a-half at home priced at plus 102. You look at the money line, Eagles just to win this one outright, minus 157. The Browns plus 130. Total points set at 35-and-a-half uh, with the overpriced at minus 113, the underpriced at minus 107. Earlier in the week, for what that's worth, uh, that total was at 37 and a half. It has moved back to 35 and a half. That's what it closed at for Eagles Jets last week in the preseason opener. So right back to that same number. Plenty to discuss for the Eagles, all the latest there. So we have a fun Friday episode to uh, give out to you here on this fantastic Friday. We talk about who's in, who's out for the Phillies. Kyle Schwarber is expected to be back in the Phillies lineup tonight, Friday, as the designated hitter. He's been out of the starting lineup for the last six straight games after suffering that calf strain back on August 11th. And the Mets, as we sort of hinted, still have plenty to play for, right? I mean, the, the Braves are not slowing down. The Braves are 72 and 47. They're just four and a half games back of that division lead that the Mets are currently, I think we can describe it as clinging on to. Uh, so a huge series for both of these squads uh, as we get ready for one of the last weekends in the month of August. I won't say the, the summer, but it certainly feels like it. You're starting to get a, a slight feel of that football fall weather early in the mornings and even later in the in the evenings here. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Penn State football kicks off on September 1st against Purdue. Three and a half point favorites there. We'll have to preview that game uh, in the coming days slash in the next week or so. So a lot to be excited about here in Philadelphia on the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. So let's get to the full betting preview for the Phillies and Mets on Friday. And then once we're done with that, we will shift gears to plenty of Eagles and NFL talk. So a lot to get to. Obviously, the Deshaun Watson news broke. He is suspended now officially for 11 games. Uh, Eagles right there in Browns territory this week, getting ready for that game. So uh, we'll give you the latest on what we've heard from the Eagles insiders that are out there getting ready for this preseason game. Number two, Dulce. All right, let's get to Phillies Mets, and we gave out the betting odds as of the time of recording. We also talked about who the Phillies will be facing as far as Mets scheduled starting pitchers for this four-game series with the doubleheader slated for Saturday after the Friday night game one matchup. Chris Bassett getting the nod for the Mets on Friday night. How about for the Phils? Aaron Nola is getting the ball. Nola has been awesome, and we can all attest to Nola and his, I mean, is it fair to say his greatness thus far? Um, but we all, I think, are a little bit hesitant to get really excited for Nola just based off of what we've seen from him in the month of September over the past few seasons. We're just all, I think, scared to death. I'll speak for myself at least. I'm scared to death of Nola just sort of falling off a cliff here when the calendar turns to the month of September. But I, I said this before over the summer at different points, 
and I've been consistent with this, especially as he as he has continued to be consistent, that uh, it's going to be different this season. Knock on wood. Nola's 8-9, and nine, but he has a 3.07 ERA, 165 strike on, uh, strikeouts. Excuse me. He's coming off three straight starts of only allowing one run, all going at least six innings in those three starts, at least six innings or more. Most recently, Nola faced the New York Mets. He let up a single run on four hits in eight innings. He was spectacular against the Mets. Uh, that's pretty much what we've seen from Nola in his career when he's gotten the call against the New York Mets. Since coming into Major League Baseball, Nola is 9-6 and six in his 24 starts against New York with an uh, ERA of basically what his ERA is right now, uh, 3.09 in his career ERA-wise against the Mets. He's failed to pick up a win thus far this season against the New York Mets. It's just been because of a lack of run support. I don't think it, it would be fair to say it's because of anything he's done or has not done in his starts this season against the Mets. He's been spectacular. We've mentioned Chris Bassett getting the nod for the Mets. He's been really good for the Mets this year. He's not Jacob DeGrom. He's not Max Scherzer. So it's a sigh of relief, but it doesn't mean it's a sign of weakness for the Mets. And I mentioned his numbers against the Phillies, three starts. He's only allowed two total runs and ERA barely over one. Uh, most recently, Bassett shut them out in five innings of work. So the Phillies, listen, they, they have their work cut out for them on Friday to kick this series off, especially if Bassett continues to throw the way he's been throwing. Phillies, something we can rely on as a positive and reasons to be hopeful, for lack of a better way to put it. They have one of the best and hottest lineups in all of baseball. We've talked a lot about their success since the firing of Joe Girardi, one of the best records in all of Major League Baseball. They've scored the eighth most runs in the entire league all season. They've scored the fifth most runs in the National League all season. They have a top 10 team batting average right now. And they're facing a pitcher that's not named Scherzer or DeGrom. So they have to figure out a way to get a win. Not only are they facing a pitcher not named Scherzer or DeGrom, I understand and respect the success that Bassett has had this season, particularly against the Phillies. You have to jump on this Mets team and kick off this four-game set with a win based off of your offense and what it's been able to do, as well as who's getting the ball for you, one of your best pitchers in Aaron Nola. You're also expected to get Kyle Schwarber back in the DH slot. So a lot to be excited and hopeful about as it relates to this matchup on Friday. Uh, Castellanos is another one that we can pinpoint and we can get to some of his player props coming up here in just a minute. Uh, he's faced him a lot throughout his career. Not a lot, but 22 plate appearances. Uh, I'm, I'm more focusing in on what he's been able to do with those plate appearances. He's been able to produce a lot a 364 batting average with a homer against the right, uh, the righty in Bassett. Lefties have hit him better, of course, with a 251 average to a 211 average with righties. Uh, I'm hoping Castellanos can have some more success against Chris Bassett, and that can maybe help propel the Phillies into a victory to kick off this series against the Mets. And it's at home. Right, they, they dropped two of three last weekend in New York, uh, but now they get the benefit of returning home uh, for a series, a four-game set now against the New York Mets. We have a lot to be excited about this weekend uh, with an Eagles game and a four-game set against the New York Mets 
in Philadelphia. Uh, the Mets have had the Phillies number all season long. Uh, the Mets obviously have had a lot of teams number all season long with that 73 and 39 record, just absolutely dominant at times uh, with this roster. And I mentioned their starting rotation. They really have six legitimate starters from top to bottom with the top two hosses deemed as, I think, heavyweights. That would certainly be fair to say. Um, so let's see what the Phil's are able to do here uh, against Bassett and the New York Mets. Let's get into now uh, the betting odds. Once again, I'll give out my final verdict and betting pick. I also want to get into some player props. I'll get into some of Nola's, um, you know, key props, total strikeouts, innings pitched. Uh, also get into uh, some hitting props that we can have some fun with possibly on a Friday night as well. So let's do it. Kickoff football season with Bet Rivers online sportsbook. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all football related content. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and back your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Phillies-Mets. Let's get to the best bets. Phillies-Mets. Friday night uh, in a interesting pitching matchup. I, I continue to mention that it's such a positive that the Phillies do not have to face Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. And it's not a lie. That's a fact. But I also just want to... Let the record uh, show that I did not state it's, this is going to be easy. I, I, Chris Bassett has had a lot of success against the Phillies, and he is still a legitimate viable option as a starting pitcher uh, in, in Major League Baseball and, and for the National League standards. So uh, a couple of bets that I like going off of the pitching matchup, going off of who the Phillies are throwing and Aaron Nola and Bassett's had uh, success against the Phillies as well. Let's look at the first inning bets, and this is not something I, I typically bet or point out often here on the Philadelphia CityCast, but I certainly like a lower-scoring game today, and I certainly like a lower-scoring game while these two guys are on the mound, particularly to start things off. We look at no runs in this first inning at Bet Rivers, the under a half a run set at minus, 20, minus 125. Excuse me. I love that bet. The over, for what it's worth, priced at plus 102, I'm taking the under a half a run at minus 125 for uh, a bet that's also known as no runs to be scored in the first inning uh, at Citizens Bank Park between the Phils and the Mets. Uh, hopefully it's a good crowd. Nola coming into Friday night's matchup is 20-3 and three overall to the no runs first inning bet with an impressive 10-1 and one home uh, split. So in his 11 home starts, 10 times no run has been scored in the first inning. When facing batters the first time through the order, no, through the order, Nola has held them in check, only allowing a 181 averaged against him. Um, so that is something to consider. You look at Mets leadoff hitter Brandon uh, Nimmo is in the midst of a slump in his last seven days over the course of the last week. Uh, Mr. Brandon is 5 for 27. 
right behind him struggling also is Pete Alonzo, who is three for 24. Don't expect these hitters to continue slumping. Uh, they're certainly going to find their ways out of it. But uh, nonetheless, the Phillies, not to point out their glaring weaknesses, but we have to be transparent here on the Philadelphia CityCast. The Phillies ranked 28th in first inning strikeout percentage thus far in the month of August. Phillies have also been on a win streak, if you will, as it relates to the no runs in the first inning, going 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Eight out of the last 10 games not scoring a run in the first inning, and the other team also not scoring a run on the first inning. So uh, two good pitchers who have trended in this direction for no runs to be scored in the first inning. I think it may be the best bet of the evening tonight, Friday night, between the Phillies and the Mets. So I'm taking the under half a run at minus 125. Let's look at the two starters and their strikeout totals at Bet River Sportsbook here in PA. Let's start with Chris Bassett real quick. I'm not making a bet on either side of this over or under, but he's set at five and a half Ks, the over priced at minus 132, the under priced at minus 103, where I key in on is Mr. Nola. His strikeout total for Friday set at six and a half, the over priced at my at plus 112 the underpriced at minus 150 i'm hammering the over six and a half strikeouts at plus 112 aaron nola i mentioned briefly i believe earlier in the episode 165 strikeouts on the season all right and you look at where that puts him in the grand scheme of things oh it puts him number six in all of major league baseball for the sixth most strikeouts, only five starting pitchers have recorded more Ks this season. This season, see, I'm getting all choked up over it. Uh, then one, Aaron Nola. Nola's also tied with Shohei Otani at 165. And then how about let's look at his most recent starts. Right, his last outing was against this very team in the New York Mets on August 13th, my mom and sister's birthday. Uh, Eight strikeouts on August 13th against the New York Mets. Eight of his last 10 starts, he has gone over six and a half Ks. Let's rattle through them really quickly. I mentioned the eight Ks he uh, tallied in his last start on the 13th against the Mets. He went under in his previous start before that, August 7th. He only recorded five. Then he went eight Ks against the Pirates, seven Ks against the Braves, 10 Ks against the Marlins, and then the other games, I'll just rattle through the numbers quickly, seven Ks, three Ks, and then eight, 10, and eight. So he has been, you know, out of the last 10 games, he's gone one, two, three, four, five, four, five, I'm sorry, six. Six of the last 10 games, not only has he gone over the six and a half, he's gotten eight, or 10 strikeouts. I, I'm, I'm banking on his uh, consistency model to continue into his uh, 11th most recent start here on Friday night. Weird way to put it, but uh, has gone over eight of his last 10 starts. I'm going to make it nine of his last 11. That's a good way to phrase it on Friday night. And you're getting a great number at plus 112 for a guy that is at the top of the leaderboard in all of Major League Baseball, not just the National League in the strikeouts that he's been able to accumulate this season. And he's certainly been on a tear in his last 10 starts, getting over that six and a half number eight times. So hammer that at plus 112. So I'm, I'm really liking the, the bets that we pinned, uh, pinpointed, pinned down, 
however you want to phrase it, tomato, tomato, uh, thus far for this Friday night matchup between the Phillies and the Mets. Just to recap, a couple of the key ones we've already focused in on. Uh, no runs in this first inning, so under a half run at Bet Rivers priced at minus 125. And I love the over for Aaron Nola and his total strikeouts set at six and a half. Now, let's get to our final verdict on the best bet for either the total and or tonight's winner in this game one of the four-game series between your Phillies and the New York Mets. Uh, let's start with quick update once again on the betting odds. The Mets uh, are the slight now at plus 107. It's moved a little bit from uh, the start of the episode to plus 105. Phillies at minus 121. Run line, Mets getting the one and a half priced at minus 195. Phillies laying the one and a half uh, priced at plus 160 with the total now set at seven and a half. And uh, I, mentioned, I mentioned yesterday, last night, uh, I took a, took a little gander at the betting odds uh, for this matchup here later tonight, and it was set at eight. And I bring that up because I'm looking at this total right now, and I really loved the under eight. Seven and a half, do I still like it? Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Let's look at the updated public betting splits at the time of recording this one here. Uh, money line handle. 58% of the handle taking the Mets on the money line thus far. Uh, and you look at total tickets coming in, 57% of the total tickets also taking the Mets on the money line. You look at the spread, the Mets getting the one and a half, it's just about 76% of the public money taking the Mets with the one and a half. Uh, and then you look at the tickets, about 80% of the total tickets coming in are also taking the Mets with the one and a half as far as the total heavy money coming in on the under just about 88 percent of the total money bet thus far going with the under uh and the total tickets agree as well just about 76 percent of the total tickets also going with the under i typically like to see a little bit of a little better of a variance there as i don't love when that those type of numbers are both on the under, like 80% of the handle and 80% of the tickets are on the under. But uh, those numbers are updated as of about 9 a.m. Eastern time on Friday. We'll see what those numbers do as we get closer to the first pitch. And I'll, I'll tweet those numbers out when I get the update at WiseRye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. But even though heavy public action on the under, even though the number has moved from eight to seven and a half, uh, I am rocking with the under with these two starters on the mound. I mentioned Chris Bassett and how he is certainly can be deemed and classified as an underrated pitcher in all of Major League Baseball this season. He's also had success against the Phillies. And Aaron Nola, he's been legitimately one of the best pitchers on planet Earth this season, not even just in the NL. He has a uh, XERA of 276. Uh, which is the best mark in the National League, fifth best in all of baseball. He's a top five guy when it comes to total strikeouts. He's been unbelievable. And the Mets lineup has come down to earth a little bit. I mentioned their top two guys uh, entering this series and entering this game tonight, struggling a little bit. Uh, they're one-two hitters, that is, in Alonzo and Nimmo. Um, I, I think this game's going to finish right around four or five runs total. 
Uh, I think it's going to be a pitcher's duel through five, six, maybe even seven innings. Uh, so I, I'd, I'd play it under seven and a half, and maybe you'll even see it tick back up to eight. But even if it doesn't, if you see it at seven and a half, that's good enough for me. Jump on it under seven and a half right now uh, for the Mets and the Phillies. And once again, just to give you uh, the betting price there, it's minus 103. So you're getting it under minus 110. Love that. Love the price. Uh, it's good enough for me to sign off on that bet. So just to recap for the three best bets I like for Phillies Mets, under seven and a half, no runs in the first inning, and the over for Nola and his total strikeout set at six and a half with a great price at plus 112. Kickoff football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all football related content. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and back your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. All right, so we mentioned uh, the Deshaun Watson latest regarding the suspension. So I, I did want to touch on that, especially with the Eagles facing off against the Browns this week on Sunday for preseason game number two. And uh, on Thursday, just yesterday, a few hours ago now at this point, the NFL and the NFL Players Association reached a settlement regarding Deshaun Watson, as most of us should know by now, agreeing that the Cleveland Browns quarterback will serve an 11-game suspension without pay after he was accused by more than two dozen women of sexual misconduct during his massage sessions. Originally, it was a six-game suspension. It was appealed, went back under review, and now this report Thursday confirms the official 11-game suspension. Deshaun Watson, on top of missing 11 games without pay, he also has to pay a fine of $5 million and undergo mandatory evaluation by behavioral experts and follow their suggested treatment program. Uh, Watson's fine and contributions from both the NFL and Browns of $1 million each will also create a fund to support nonprofit organizations in the U.S. that, quote, educate young people on healthy relationships, promote education and prevention of sexual misconduct and assault, support survivors, and all other related causes. That's what the NFL announced uh, Thursday as part of their settlement with Watson. Watson's suspension takes uh, effect officially in 11 days on August 30th when NFL teams cut down to the roster limit of 53 players. He will be eligible for reinstatement on November 28th, and he will officially be available to play and suit up for the Cleveland Browns this season in week 13 when Cleveland faces his old team, the Houston Texans. How about that? I, I mean, the, the chances of that happening. What a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Watson has to comply with evaluation and treatment recommendations of a third-party expert to be reinstated. That's what sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter. If Watson doesn't comply with the treatment plan, his reinstatement could be delayed and he could receive further discipline. I don't know how that would actually ever come to fruition, but nonetheless, um, a quote from Watson, uh, 
really a statement that was released, probably written by his agent, but nonetheless, uh, I'm grateful that the disciplinary process has ended and extremely appreciative of the tremendous support I received throughout my short time with the Browns organization. This was in the statement released by the Browns. Watson went on to say, I apologize once again for any pain this situation has caused. I take accountability for the decisions I made. My focus going forward is on working to become the best version of myself on and off the field and supporting my teammates however possible while I'm away from the team. I'm excited about what the future holds for me in Cleveland. This is where it really gets interesting. Quote from Watson. I'll continue to stand on my innocence. Just because you know settlements and things like that happen doesn't mean that a person is guilty for anything. I feel like a person has an opportunity to stand on their innocence and prove that. And we prove that from a legal side and just going to continue to push forward as an individual and as a person. It's just disgusting. All right. And this is me talking now, not Watson. It's, it's disgusting that... He continues to stand on his innocence. All right. I don't care what the legal system ended up deeming him. Right. And, and and that may sound idiotic, right? But we all know where there's smoke, there's fire. And if it quacks like a duck, it's typically a duck. There's no reason for him to come out and say that in a statement. I'm going to continue to stand on my innocence. Listen. Perception is oftentimes reality and the court of public opinion as it relates to an NFL superstar, professional athlete at the quarterback position. If it's an NBA star, Major League Baseball star, whatever it is, I'm sorry, but you are different from Joe Schmo, right? So the perception of him right now is guilty. An 11 game suspension is guilty. All right. 30 plus women coming out and accusing you. This is not some witch hunt. Uh, for Deshaun Watson, who's an innocent man, right? We know some sketchy things obviously went down, was not able to be officially proven in the court of uh, the United States, but that does not mean that things were a little bit sketchy. All right, and that's putting it very nicely. I, I still do not feel 11 games is anywhere nearly enough of the deserving punishment and penalty for him to receive. You look at Calvin Ridley, and I'll continue to bring this up. You look at Calvin Ridley, who made a $500 bet during a week that he was not playing. He suspended for an entire season. Deshaun Watson and this whole ordeal gets 11 games, originally six. It's an absolute embarrassment and an absolute hypocrisy by the National Football League, and they should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. All right, so let's get to uh, actual conversation regarding Eagles and Browns. And just to clarify, after uh, giving you my thoughts and the updates on the Deshaun Watson 11-game suspension, he will not be playing at all now the remainder of the preseason. He's eligible to play, uh, but Stefanski, coach of the Browns, did speak to the media on Thursday after the joint practice with the Eagles and said that uh, Deshaun Watson will not be getting any playing time the rest of the way this Sunday against the Eagles and their next uh, preseason game, which I forget who it is against, but regardless, doesn't matter. So uh, for those of you wondering and did not get the official news on that, no, you will not We you will not be witnessing uh, Deshaun Watson get any preseason action this Sunday. So uh, let's get to some of the updates now regarding the Eagles and the Browns. 
Uh, all the attention, of course, is still on Jalen Hurts and his progression in the passing game. Let's just let's just be honest here, though, for a second. Like everyone was really excited, and I talked about this already after the performance, if you will call it that, against the New York Jets. I I am hopeful that Jalen can develop and you know, fine tune some of the things he needs to work on. Uh, that's all we really need from him. Right. And, and let's, let's be realistic, right? Jalen hurts has gotten this far from playing as a kid to a high schooler, to a division one starting college quarterback at the highest level to being drafted to eventually winning the starting job in the NFL for the Philadelphia Eagles. How did he get here? By playing a certain way. All right. He plays different. He's athletic. He uses that athleticism and just pure football instincts to his advantage. He's not going to all of a sudden become Justin Herbert or Tom Brady, but he just needs to fine tune a little bit of the big areas in the passing game as a starting quarterback in the NFL. So I still want to see the Eagles utilize and focus on their strengths. That is riding this offensive line that is, I don't think you need to say arguably, that is just flat out the best in the NFL uh, and use the quarterback to the advantage because I am worried about about the backfield, right? Like I'm excited for Kenneth Gainwell, uh, seeing him in year two. Boston Scott is always old, reliable. He can do a lot of different unique things, sort of Darren Sproles-esque, just for a comparison. Uh, I think most people would agree and say that's fair. Miles Sanders, I, I don't know what to expect from this dude. I've said it before. I'll say it again. This is his last year in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform. This is his last year in the city of Philadelphia. He is also hurt once again right now. Um, nothing that should linger for the entire year, but it certainly could linger into the start uh, of this season. He's still dealing with uh, that hamstring injury. He missed his third straight practice. He was not available for that joint practice on Thursday against the Cleveland Browns. So that makes it, I think, even more important uh, to utilize your strengths. And that's Jalen as a runner. Bottom line. Right. So and there's also not much we can take away from these preseason games. And listen, people, this is just as it relates to Jalen Hurts the quarterback and his progression. We're not going to learn anything until we get into the months of October, November, and of course, uh, December and, and so on. As we get later into this regular season, we're not going to be able to gather too much, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent from these preseason games. Uh, that's my overall bottom line takeaway when discussing these preseason games. It's just how it goes. All right. So you look at uh, the updated betting odds, and we are going to dive into this matchup on the next episode as this game obviously doesn't kick off until Sunday. This episode was heavy Phillies. Uh, once again, the Eagles are the two and a half point road favorites. Uh, you look at the money line. Eagles are obviously favored there, minus 157. Browns plus 130 with the total of 35 and a half. I would lean with the Browns. All right, the Browns... Uh, seem to be taking their preseason games in recent years, including this year, a little bit more seriously. You look at the Eagles, they were up by double digits against the New York Jets. They end up losing by a field goal uh, once they pulled anyone of significance out of that game. They're not showing much. They're not looking to win these games. They're just looking to gather some evaluations, get some more things on film to assess it in these coming weeks. 
and get out of there as healthy as possible. Every team's obviously looking to do that. That's the number one priority. But some teams look to win these games just a little bit more than others. So I would lean with the Browns at plus 130. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to dissect this matchup in much more detail on the next episode. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, I appreciate everyone who's tuned in today for this edition, uh, going heavy Phillies and Mets for the big four-game set uh, starting Friday night. No run first inning, over on the NOLA total strikeouts, plus 112 set at six and a half. Also going with the under for the game set at seven and a half, priced at a good price at plus 103 and early into this weekend, I'm leaning with the Browns for my best bet between the Browns and the Eagles. I know that's boring, but we'll dissect that a little bit more. Uh, and we'll also dissect the total and anything else that's being offered on the Bet Rivers wagering menu. We will also, on the next episode, dive back into all of the season totals for both players and the team, odds to make the playoffs for the division. We'll do a division outlook, uh, and I'm going to be having my producer for the Philadelphia City Cast, Justin join me uh we'll pull him out from behind the scenes to have a nice little fun back and forth talking all things nfl eagles browns eagles his thoughts on the season and much more so we have that coming your way on the next episode be on the lookout until then best of luck on all your bets uh have fun this weekend have a nice friday we have some nfl games you can also bet on uh coming up throughout the weekend including friday night so uh it's that time of year baby college football right around the corner as well. The CityCast is available to you on all of your podcast platforms. Make sure you're subscribed slash following uh, wherever you prefer to listen to your podcast. And as always, you can find those podcast platforms and you can find each and every episode we put out for you right there on my Twitter page. Kickoff football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go to sports book for all football related content. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and back your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21 to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler.